Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Your LA Galaxy outscored speedy FC Dallas in a 3-2 win over the weekend. All three designated players got on the scoreboard, and the Galaxy took over first in the West, first in the Supporter Shield, and are the first team to 50 points. But the defense once again proved that they're a weak link in what is generally an outstanding bunch. What's different this year than in years past? Is it talent? Is it motivation? We'll be joined by the LA Times' Kevin Baxter to discuss LA Galaxy's suspect defense. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and it all starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and LA Galaxy insider, Adam Serrano. Hey everybody, welcome to another fun episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Walks on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I am Josh Gessman, not here right now, but coming up in the second segment is LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano, so stick in there for that. Uh, a little technical difficulties today and trying to get calls to link up and all that fun stuff, so we'll just we'll deal with that, we'll brush it aside, we still have a great show for you, and of course we have an excellent guest. Actually, a, a man who, if you caught us on the Periscope feed, you got to hear just a little bit of some LAFC talk, if you're interested, wrote a great article on that. So please welcome to the show to talk some LA Galaxy defense. We've had him on many times before. It's LA Times sports writer, Kevin Baxter. Kevin, thanks for stopping by again. Certainly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, LA Times sports writer and one of the few people who was not declared uh, for the GOP primaries for president. You and me both, although I'm considering it. I, I think I have a, a very good chance running against a, a whole bunch of idiots, so uh, that could, we could certainly uh, do that. But I want to talk about maybe, maybe, a, maybe a subject that's a little bit more sore for LA Galaxy fans and, and the LA Galaxy's defense. Um, this is an interesting team so far this year. They seem to have the offense figured out on most nights. We can sort of exclude the last three, the the previous three games before this FC Dallas game. Um, but the defense has sort of been the question mark. And with Bruce Arena teams, Kevin, that's not usually the case. No, it's not. I talked to Bruce about that, and you know, I've talked to him about how I think that he's perceived uh, as a defensive coach because you know some of those, especially that the one MLS championship team, I think it was in 2011 when they had that incredible defense, uh, didn't give up any goals that year. Right. Um, and, and so I talked to him about uh, being a defensive coach and being known as a defensive coach. And he took issue with that. He thinks that he's an offensive coach and that the defense succeeds because uh, his teams t- tend to have so much possession and keep the ball on the other end so much. And uh, they force teams to counterattack if they're going to try to score and that uh, his defenders have been able to put that down. 
So, uh, or shut that down. So he thinks of himself as more of, a, more of an offensive coach. But when you look at this defense, I mean, you, when you look at the normal starting four, three of those guys have played for national teams. Robbie Rogers played for the U.S. national team as a midfielder. Right. Omar still on the national team. And then A.J. De La Garza plays for the national team of Guam, which, again, is not Argentina, but he's on a national team. And, and you know, Sam Wells been been pretty good at times. And I, I think Dan Gargan is really good when he comes in off the bench. So the talent is there. What I'm beginning to wonder if there's two things that maybe the scheme is a little bit different. The scheme does put a lot of pressure on the defense when teams counterattack, and you saw uh, FC Dallas scored on their first goal on a counterattack. Right. So that might that might be part of it. Um, the other part of it is I wonder if Donovan Ricketts is I don't want to say to blame, but the Galaxy relied so heavily on, on Jaime Pinedo the last couple of years making some incredible saves that he was kind of like a free safety, the last line of defense back there. And I think everyone had confidence in him. Um, you saw Donovan Ricketts make, you know, a mental error in the, in the loss to, or in the game with FC Dallas that cost the galaxy a goal. Right. I'm wondering if that maybe they need to change their defensive philosophy a little bit and give Donovan Ricketts more help. Yeah. I mean, you, you brought up an interesting point there as far as Bruce Arena saying that, you know, it's about possession and, and this team, I can say, hasn't had as much possession as I would like. They're a very, very good team going forward, Kevin, but they're a quick-strike team. I mean, they don't tend to possess the ball for long amount of times on a regular basis, um, but they will go full throttle out of team and really overrun them that way with numbers going forward. Do you think that's an issue? Do you think the midfield playing too much offense is sort of an, an issue for that? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, you know, they had Landon Donovan. De- Landon Donovan was a little bit more maybe of a p- possession guy where, where now with Yassi's artists and, and Giovanni Dos Santos sharing time on the wing, they're pushing forward. We all know that Robbie Keane's very impatient and likes to push forward a lot. And and then, as you mentioned, the midfielders, you know, Janino and, and Steven Gerrard are still trying to figure out which one's going to play a little bit more of a holding midfield and which one's going to push forward. And as a result, I think both of them do both. You'll see them maybe set up a little defensive, and then when the ball goes forward, they both rush rush up. So, you know, I think what you have is you have a team of attackers. Now, Robbie Rogers on the wing, you know, it was a, a fairly prolific uh, midfielder, right. and he likes to drive forward too. So you, you, you definitely have more than half of the 10 outfield players always wanting to push forward, and it, that does do two things. It, it lessens the possession you have, and it leaves the team, I think, open to counterattacks. Yeah, and we even talk about A.J. De La Garza, a player who is known as a defensive player, playing on the right side of the defense right now, getting forward in a lot of these offensive pressure plays. So you, you see a lot of people moving forward, and I, and I don't want to just hang out the back four because I don't think they're always to blame. Um, but there does also seem to be some lax in concentration here, especially from center backs, whether that's Leonardo or Omar Gonzalez. And as we were talking before we started recording, uh, Kevin, you know, Omar Gonzalez, former designated player, still making designated player money, by the way. It's just he, he gets paid down because of the targeted all- allocation money. But, I, I mean, do you think that that sort of downgrade in status has hurt his mental ability? Because right now, I don't feel like we're getting Omar Gonzalez of 2010-2011. No, and, and I, I think Jurgen Klinsmann feels the same way. I, I think, um, if anything, what, what's happened to Omar, he's, he's a great player at times, but he seems to me to be a little bit inconsistent. Um, and I don't know whether he's thinking too much or not thinking enough. And I know that sounds funny, but sometimes you get the impression you watch Omar with the ball, and it looks like he's thinking, which, should I kick it all the way down the field? Should I pass out of the back? Right. What should I do? Uh, you know, which defender is, is the most dangerous to me right now? Um, and then there's other times when he just reacts. Um, 
So sometimes he thinks too much, sometimes he doesn't think enough. But uh, it seems to me that Walmart's kind of got into this um, into this rut now, where uh, especially with the national team, he seems to make one or two fairly significant errors a game, and sometimes it doesn't hurt the team. Sometimes you don't even notice it, and other times, uh, you know, it's it's a mistake in the box that leads to a goal. Yeah, it sounds like almost like a, a Leonardo issue that we had uh, last year and, and a little bit into this year is that you're always waiting for the one shoe to drop, and right now, Leonardo's probably been the more solid of those two center backs, and we talked about this on a previous Corner of the Galaxy uh, from the box with uh, Scott French on and, and sort of the center back pairings and how that's gone, but there certainly is something to be said about both both of those players not being 100% consistent, um, and then you get the offense moving forward. You get perhaps a Juninho and a Steven Gerrard not dropping back as much because they want to be part of that offense and going forward. Um, it, it creates holes. It creates gaps. It's lapses of judgment, and even you know Robbie Rogers gets beat. Um, like you said, Donovan Ricketts made a mistake, but Robbie Rogers gets out-jumped basically because he didn't jump for a ball that uh, came in over the top. So those are all issues that contribute to this defense not being great, but we see it manifesting itself in a weird spot, and it's a spot that has hurt the LA Galaxy. It's the goals that are allowed in the first 15 minutes, first 30 minutes, Kevin. They've allowed um, 14 goals in the first 30 minutes and 21 in the first 45 minutes. So in the first half, the LA Galaxy have allowed 21 goals, which ends up being more than 55% of their goals allowed in all games of all time. So them giving up goals in the first half puts a team in a position to have to chase the game. And then once again, weakens sort of that defensive ability to sit back and defend. Yeah. When you look at the numbers, they have the best goal differential in, in in the league, but they've allowed more goals than six teams in their own conference. They have a goals against average of 1.22. You know, so, you know, 16, six of the 10 teams in the conference have given up fewer goals in the galaxy. And, you know, part of that, you talk about them chasing the game. I think part of that is a lot of confidence the Galaxy has in their offensive weapons. Like, they give up one goal, and it's like, okay, you know, we, we've we got Robbie Keane and, and Gio Dos Santos and Steven Gerrard. We're going we're gonna to score more than one goal. And as we know, in that last three-game winless streak, that's not necessarily always the case. But I do feel that they have real a lot of confidence in their ability to score, um, and, and maybe they play a little bit more freewheeling because of that. But but I, I think you really hit the nail on the head. I, I do think it's a, that lack of possession that they're forcing the defense to defend more than they have uh, probably at any time in Bruce Arena's uh, tenure with the Galaxy because the possession time is so far down, because they don't have a midfielder that will hold up and hold the ball. You know, whenever any of those guys get the ball, it's full speed speed ahead and if they don't score then the ball's going back the other way pretty quickly you know it shows here that the galaxy whenever they allow that first goal kevin are four seven and three on the year they do have four comeback wins i mean that's that's pretty good and and you look at that but uh seven losses when allowing the first goal and then you look at that and a lot of goals in the opening minutes i mean that certainly is one of the biggest contributing factors to the la galaxy um you know allowing goals and then allowing more goals and and really a lot of losses that sort of pile up on that is that is there a way to fix this do you see it do you see a way for Bruce Arena to sort of uh, coach his way out of this? Is it a matter of putting in different personnel? Is it a matter of taking AJ De La Garza, taking him off the wing and putting him in the center back position where we've seen him be able to clean up uh, mistakes from central defenders? AJ De La Garza, in my opinion, Kevin, is one of the best pure defenders in Major League Soccer. Um, so do you see that being a possible option for Bruce? I, you know, I really like AJ much better paired with Omar. I think it makes both of them better. Uh, you know, we talked about Omar's uh, predilection to make uh, uh, some mistakes. 
Um, and, and AJ, they've played together so long, you know, going right. back to college. Um, AJ knows what Omar's going to do. He could almost predict when Omar's out of position or when Omar's going to make a great play, which happens just as frequently. I don't want, mean to, to dump all over Omar. Right. Um, but, you know, I think AJ knows Omar better than, any, better than Omar knows himself, and AJ always seems to be in that position to save Omar. I love him at center back. I really like Dan Gargan. My defense would, be, would, would put Samuel, uh, have Samuel coming off the bench. I would have uh, me, me and Leonardo AJ in the middle. You mean Leonardo? With, with, Excuse me. You said you said Samuel. You mean Leonardo? Uh, Leonardo. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, no problem. I got my Brazil, my one name Brazilians mixed up. That's okay. You know, that another thing we haven't talked about is there's there's one uh, we talked about the midfield uh, and the sort of the chemistry that's developing between Janino and Steven Gerrard. The guy we didn't talk about is maybe uh, another reason for the difference between this year and last year, and, and that's Marcelo Sarvis. Yes. You know, not there as the holding midfielder and a guy who. Um, you know, was a possession guy, a guy that maybe slowed the attack down a little bit and allowed the uh, Galaxy to hold the ball a little bit longer. Um, I don't think we fully appreciated how much he meant to the team. And, and as as far as what Bruce Arena can do, um, again, you know, I, I really like uh, AJ and, and Omar together in the middle, and, and I think Dan Gargan's a great player. I like him on, uh, you know, on one of the wings. But, um, you know, maybe he, maybe they do need to think about playing a little bit more conservatively and, and emphasize the defense a little bit more, not have everybody push up, but at least have two of the three defenders spend some more time in the back to, to prevent those quick counterattacks that seem to be hurting them a lot. Yeah, it certainly is. Do you feel confident going into the playoffs with, uh, with this particular defense, or do you think this could possibly be the LA Galaxy's undoing? No, I think it's definitely undoing, and I think I want to see a little bit more of Donovan Ricketts. I know he's 38. I know he's had a great career. But he's not, you know, he's not part of the Jamaican national team anymore. Right. Uh, that kind of tells me a little bit. He played good in Orlando, but then when Tally Hall came back, who's a fantastic keeper, uh, Donovan Ricketts went to the sidelines. That tells me a little bit. I'm not saying he's done. I'm not saying he's a bad goalkeeper. Right. I'm just saying that he is not the goalkeeper the Galaxy had when he was, uh, you know, the MLS Goalkeeper of the Year back here in 2010. And uh, you know, I think maybe. Maybe there was some speculation that they were getting the same guy back. They didn't get the same guy back, and I, I think they have to do a little bit more to help him out. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. All right, Kevin, I certainly want to thank you for coming on. At KBaxter11 is his Twitter handle. You can harass him there. Obviously, go to latimes.com. Some great stuff from Kevin. Kevin, I guess we will, uh, we will see you for the next LA Galaxy game against Portland whenever they play home. I will, I will be there. All right, thanks so much, and we, uh, we appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for the call. Hi, Adam. <laughs> I'll make sure to tell Adam you said hi. I promise. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. All right, that's Kevin Baxter from the LA Times. Again, please check him out at kbaxter11 on Twitter, latimes.com for all of his writing. Some good stuff there. Again, the article on LAFC if you want to read about them right now. Interesting to sort of see where everybody sits. All right, going to take a break. Going to come right back. LA Galaxy Insider Adam Serrano going to join me. So that way we can go ahead and wrap this all up. All right. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'll be right back. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? 
Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, our wonderful From the Box edition. I actually did find Adam. I, I didn't have to search all that hard, and because of technical difficulties, again, couldn't get him uh, on the show with Kevin, which is unfortunate, but I want to talk to him a little bit about this defense. It's something that he and I have had a lot of discussions about in the press box. So uh, LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano is actually here. Adam, say hi to everybody so they know you're, you're a real person. Hey, everybody. I'm not a catfish. You're not a catfish. That's right. We actually did it. Um, so the defense. Uh, talked to Kevin a lot. Got you know Picked his brain on a bunch of stuff, trying to figure out what the real question is. I'll start with the question that I ended with with him. Is this defense right now a liability? I think it's not. I wouldn't use the word liability. That's, that's very harsh. But it's certainly not playing up to the level you know, that we've come to expect especially last season, you know, when they were really locked down toward, uh, you know, on the campaign toward MLS Cup. Um, you know, we're seeing, I think, little mistakes here and there. Uh, you know, the goal that Robbie Rogers kind of conceded and Don Ricketts was also a stall. You know, that was you know, not indicative of a strong Galaxy team. And we haven't seen as many shutouts this year, and I think that that's something that kind of sticks in the craw of a player like an Omar Gonzalez or Leonardo. You know, they want to be better in those situations, and you know, quite frankly, right now they're they're not playing to that level, and I think that they need to get better as you know we head down the uh, the stretch run because right now it's uh it's getting serious. Last year we were worried about the late goals the LA Galaxy were giving up. This year, we're worried about the early goals. I threw out the, the stat with Kevin. 14 goals allowed in the first 30 minutes, 21 in the first half of these games, which is basically more than half of the goals that the LA Galaxy have given up this year, uh, given up a total of about 38 goals. So um, is this a big issue? Is this something that people need to look at and, and sort of need to say, hey, you know, if we want to fix something, fixing the early goals it has to be the first thing. Yeah, it's about being switched on, I think, from, from the moment this, this team starts. And I think that, you know, in discussions that they've had, you know, as a group, uh, they, they want to get better in those moments. And they know that they haven't been at their best. I think that that's where, you know, they're kind of conceding early. That's why maybe they haven't been as strong as they would like on the road. I mean, those sorts of things, you know, I hear fans a lot message me and talk about effort and they talk about, you know, the team, you know, not paying attention. But all those things are kind of mental things. And if you think you're mentally strong in those types of situations, uh, then you're going to do well. And that's what they need from this group. They need to be a little bit stronger mentally. They need to be a little bit more switched on, you know, in key situations if uh, they're going to be competing for another MLS Cup. How do you how do you increase effort? Is this a matter of, of motivation? I mean, I always tell everybody it's really hard to win back-to-back anythings. This is another team. Granted, there's, some, there's a lot of players on this team that maybe haven't won a cup, so there is certainly some motivation there. But, you know, can there be as much motivation as there was last year with Landon Donovan retiring and everybody sort of really getting up for that? Is this... I mean, I, mean, I don't think that Landon had anything to do, quite frankly, with them winning the title. I mean, that's not something that goes into players' thinking. They don't care about winning it for player X. You know, they want to win it for themselves. And, 
you could tell toward the end of the season that players were starting to get a little frustrated with all the questions from the media about, you know, oh, can you win it for Landon? Can you do it for Landon? They they do the things for themselves. I think, I mean, maybe I misspoke, but it's not about effort. I think it's about, you know, being mentally strong in certain situations because certainly, you know, you're trying and you're trying to win every single game. But, you know, if you're mentally strong in certain situations, then you're not going to get beat as much. And I think that we haven't seen maybe little lapses in concentration from players. We've seen that occur. And I think that that can be, you know, catastrophic if you're trying to compete for, you know, an MLS Cup or for a Porter Shield or for the U.S. Open Cup. You know, those little mistakes add up and, you know, they can, quite frankly, they can hurt you. So it's about limiting those issues and, you know, coming back stronger. Yeah, and, and certainly learning from mistakes and, and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, Kevin also questioned maybe uh, Donovan Ricketts not being as good as he would like, he as the LA Galaxy need him to be. Do you see that being an issue right now? Does Ricketts need to stand up and have himself a really good game? I mean, Ricketts has had, you know, big-time saves uh, as much as we've seen, and, you know, the distribution's gotten better. I think that... I wouldn't fault Ricketts too much on many of the goals that they've conceded other than, you know, that play on Robbie Rogers. I don't think he should be off his line. But, I mean, quite frankly, for being perfectly honest, if Jaime Pineda was in net, I bet that he would have made a similar issue because Jaime, quite frankly, sometimes could go off his line a little bit too much, which was the exact opposite of what happened with Carlo Cuccini, who kind of never left that line. Right. You know, it's about knowing the balance, about, you know, as I said, being concentrated, knowing when to pick your spots. So I think that they do need a little bit more from Ricketts. They need him to make those big-time saves. But I think you need to see more from your center backs, you know, from a guy like Omar Gonzalez, you know, who's a leader on this team, from a Leonardo. You need to see him be perfect. You need to see Robbie Rogers, who's really getting into the attack. But I think that sometimes, particularly against Dallas, uh, you saw Sebastian Legette kind of make some, you know, good moves, good recovery moves to kind of bail him out of trouble sometimes when you're going up against, you know, a team that AJ Lacarza said is faster than Barcelona. So, right. I mean, it's it's about a team effort and it's about having a group, you know, have success as a team. But, you know, you need to see more from your back four than you've been seeing, I think. You know, um, is this team too offensive? Do they get too far forward and then they don't recover? I mean, is that part of the pro- problem that everybody wants to score? Even AJ De La Garza is routinely getting into that offensive uh, zone again. Robbie Rogers on the, on his side in defense as well. Is it about not playing with balance? I mean, I think that when you play the style that this Galaxy team plays, you're certainly going to be pushed up a little bit more because you want to see your uh, outside backs overlap and you want to see them get into the attack and get balls in the penalty area because you have players like a Robbie Keane, Steven Gerrard, Jassy Zardes, Giovanni Dos Santos, Sebastian Lodetto can all put the ball in the back of the net. So you want to see that, but I think you need to have a little bit more of a balance. Um, you know, sometimes during several times during the Dallas game, we saw, you know, Robbie or AJ or Omar kind of get caught out on plays where they're being offensive. So right. you want to see a little bit more of a balance uh, in that regard. And particularly when you go on the road, especially in a game like they have coming up against Seattle, who's going to be a team who's going to press the Galaxy 
and look to get you know a big W for them if they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, whenever you look at this team and, and, and sort of the defense, is is it simply a matter of Bruce Arena saying, you guys need to do better, I've given you all the tools to be better, so now you have to go out and do it? Or is there something more that Bruce can do? Do you even think about looking at a formation change? I mean, this team is not making any formation changes. They are who they are. Um, you know, I mean, I spoke to Robbie Keane a couple weeks, like last week, rather, after the... Uh, after the before the game against Dallas and maybe hinted maybe you make some formation changes, maybe you make some personnel changes. And, you know, he said in his own special way that, you know, that's not gonna happen because this team will stay how they play. This is just how, how things work. I think that I don't want to see this team play, you know, maybe three in the back. I think that we've seen in the past that you know, they haven't had the right type of personnel to play that way. I think that you want to have four in the back. You want to have these four. They give you the best chance to win both offensively and defensively. So I think that this is just about hitting your stride and riding into form, which is what we've seen the Galaxy do countless times. This is the time at the end of September that they really kind of hit their stride and push toward the playoffs. We saw that. You know, 2012, we saw it in 2011. We even saw that a little bit in 2013 uh, with the way they kind of pushed to make the playoffs and, of course, in 2014. So, I mean, this is kind of what Bruce Arena's coaching was all leading up to. So now they just have to execute and, you know, get victories. I was going to say, do you think you think it's uh, it's coming? Do you think the correction's coming? Is this, a, is this an MLS championship winning side? I mean, the personnel are there. I think you need to have tough moments and tough lessons like you had this past weekend against Dallas to really get you ready for the playoffs. And, you know, as Robbie Keane said, you know, not every game is going to be four five, nothing. They're not going to score that many goals. Sometimes they're going to have to grind it out. I think that, you know, by being able to grind out results, you know, you start to learn, you start to be a little bit more fortified in defense. And I think that that's going to help this team as they go down the stretch. Well, it's certainly going to be easy. The LA Galaxy do play on Sunday coming up. It is on Sunday. Let's see. I can't even get the date right today. Is that right? Oh, it's just. It, it is Sunday. It Sunday. is Sunday. Sunday. Well, we know, we know at least it's Sunday. And so Fox Sports won. Fox Sports, they're Fox Sports one. There we go. Look at that. What do you know? Sunday, October fourth, six thirty p.m. Pacific time. Uh, this game is up in Seattle. Fox Sports one, Fox Sport or Fox Deportes, nine eighty a.m. for the uh, radio, and then of course you can get it on thirteen thirty a.m. in Espanol. All right. So L.A. versus Seattle. Seattle. Uh, looking good as of late, although they ended up tying a game uh, So uh, just recently. So we'll see how that does. It, that's going to be an exciting game, Adam. Um, the atmosphere won't get much better. This is going to have uh, quote-unquote playoff atmosphere, although I think it's uh, that's an overused uh, sort of term there. But realistically, the LA Galaxy are ahead of Seattle enough that they probably don't need to worry about them, but a loss there would sort of stifle any chance for the Shield and would bring Seattle much closer in the playoffs than maybe the Galaxy would like. Yeah, I mean, I think that first and foremost, the Galaxy want to finish with some type of advantage uh, going into the playoffs, some type of home field advantage. They want to be one of those top top two seeds. They don't want to have to play a knockout game. Um, and yes, they'd like to you know win as many prizes as they could you know, to borrow a 
Steven Gerrard term, but I think that what they need to do is just kind of execute and kind of go into a place that they've had success in in the past and, and get a result. I mean, no one needs to get up for a game against the Sounders, particularly this is their first game since last season when Janina scored that beautiful goal to get the Galaxy and MLS Cup yet again. So all the emotions are going to be there. The Galaxy want to clinch. They want to be in the playoffs. They want to lock that down. You know that Bruce Arena's got an internal checklist in his mind saying, okay, we've advanced through CONCACAF. Now we have to qualify to the playoffs. Then we worry about winning MLS Cup. So, I mean, he wants to check uh, check more boxes. And I think that he's going to have a chance against Seattle, I think that the Galaxy, you know, frankly, match up pretty well against the Sounders team that couldn't get a victory against a very weakened Sporting Kansas City team. So it's going to be very difficult. It will be a very exciting game. I love the Seattle because I love how loud the Seattle fans are, but I love how quiet they get when the Galaxy score. So it should be a fun one. Yeah, no, it it will be a fun one. And by the way, Steven Gerrard saying prizes. Uh, makes me think that he's opening up some Cracker Jack box and finding the MLS Cup in there. So um, it makes me smile every time I hear it. Um, all right, so uh, so that about does it. If you're uh, if you're looking at him, is there anything else you want to say? I'm sorry, I usually give you a chance to just close it out if you have anything. I mean, I think that uh, I think we've said everything. It's a, it's a huge game, huge game. Uh, I know a lot of Galaxy fans are making the trip up there, but you know they have a Orange the LA Galaxy too. We're playing Orange County Blues, so. Keep an eye on that one as well for those sticking back as uh, Los Dos certainly need your support. Saturday night for Los Dos. I'll get out some more information on that on the next podcast. And obviously, we have a whole bunch still to talk about um, coming up this week, previewing that Seattle game and everything else. All right, if you're looking for Adam, it's at LA Galaxy Insider on Twitter. Obviously, you can go to LAGalaxy.com forward slash insider for all of his coverage on the LA Galaxy 24 7 coverage of the LA Galaxy from, uh, from Adam, so please go and check that out. LA Galaxy with a big game coming up on Sunday. We'll have more on another corner of the Galaxy coming out later this week where we'll preview that game and do all that fun stuff. Alright, I think that about does it. I want to thank Kevin Baxter from the LA Times for coming on. I want to thank LA Galaxy insider Adam Serrano for hanging in there through all the technical difficulties as well. I want to thank you for listening. This is Back Pocket Memory. Go out and download their stuff on iTunes, listen to them, support them. Local band here for SoCal. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent L.A. Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Corner of the Galaxy and its related podcasts are part of Backfield.com. Backfield.com is a collection of soccer podcasts and multimedia offerings covering soccer around the world. You can follow them at Backfield.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you here again. Until then, I'm Michael Arago, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.